happening a really cool podcast where we talk about things with one super special guest every week just sit back relax and hear us speak on this is happening the podcast hello welcome back to this is happening this is one of your hosts nathan streifel and eric morris and today we're here with an absolutely fantastic beautiful talented wonderful artist her name is desi grisham and she's a paper sculptor Hi there. <laughs> hey, Desi. <laughs> Thanks for being on the show. <laughs> Desi's like uh, on her phone right now trying to figure something out. Trying to out turn it off. Oh, trying to turn Sorry. it off. Sorry. <laughs> oh, we've, we've had that issue with other people, too. We had someone Gosh. whose ride was calling him throughout the interview. <laughs> yeah, we've had so many issues before. <laughs> just a technical dummy. Yeah, it's totally, just a fact. Totally. <laughs> Um, thanks for coming. Yeah, it's a pleasure to meet you. Um, I actually hadn't met you before this um, moment, um, but Nathan had. I met Desi at Bar Madishing downtown. Um, yes. and Here in I'm, Los Angeles. Yes, in Los, downtown Los Angeles, and I met her. I mean, people are listening to us in Jakarta, Indonesia. <laughs> yes. So according to SoundCloud. All our Jakarta fans, <laughs> it's downtown Los Angeles. I'll show up at Madishing now. <laughs> <laughs> With Kola. One of our previous oh, guests. Oh, the dream boat. Yeah, the so they were together. Yeah. That's right. We have to have both of them on the podcast. It was a productive night. It you was. were you were working hard for the pod. I, I always am. <laughs> pod first. Okay. <laughs> <Pod laughs> <first. laughs> and uh, how long have you been in LA? So uh, LA downtown LA. Mm-hmm. I've been ten years now. What about Los Angeles in general? Spread out over LA. I'm gonna say. It's scary when I think back. Uh, I got out here in '94. Mm. I came. In, okay. I came in. I really moved here in '97. So, but I started working here in '96. Where did you come from? New York. Oh, awesome. Where did you come from? Well, I had I had always split the time between the outskirts of LA, mm-hmm. like the San Fernando Valley, and Palm Desert, Palm Springs area. Oh, so a little bit inland. Divorced parents. So I had been. You know, in that kind of Back thing. Back and forth. Yeah. Totally. Mm. When did your parents get divorced? When I was one. Oh, wow. So yeah. it was very, So it's like, been a lot of they fun. They were always divorced. Yeah. The totally. Shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a California girl. Cali native. You've got that Cali skin. You've got a really the, nice tan glow oh, to you. thanks. Yeah. Not in a bad way, Cali skin. Good no, Cali skin. No, <laughs> it's, a, it's a, well, my father was full Cherokee. Oh, no wow. way! Yes, yes. So you're half from misery, and my mother's from the Black Forest, Germany. So I'm a. Oh weird my gosh! You know Germans kind of tan pretty well too. They do. My mom's German, and she gets a pretty good dark skin to her. Yeah, I can see the German. You look. Yeah. I'm a little bit German. I'm Spanish, Chinese, German, Danish, Norwegian, English. It's funny when I met you with Raúl. <laughs> yes. I thought to myself, you look like Raúl. I you know, have that same funny. kind of beautiful blend. <laughs> oh, thank so the you. German's there. I appreciate I it. See yeah. That. So Cherokee was. Did he live on a reservation at all, or was he? He didn't live on a reservation, but I didn't know him well, so he was a very. Um, he was kind of a lost soul, you know. He was always running around, and yeah. so we. So you grew we up more with close. your mom. I grew up, grew up with my mother, but um, I didn't know anything about his side of the family, except for his mother, my grandmother, who had passed away. So I just didn't know much. I had to go research it all myself. Gotcha. And find out. And my mother knew him 
three years barely and speaking it was a very English. Short relationship. Very short. Yes. They were married. They had it all, and then she saw some things and whatever. Did you meet other family members that filled you in? Or? No, I never did. Uh, mm-hmm. His sister that was here with her family, she had like seven children, and they were all. Um, so that would very, be your aunt and cousins. That was my aunt Betty, and mm-hmm. I loved her very much. But her kids were all very wayward, and I just never it really wasn't got like to a family know. Type thing. No, I never got to really know them. So nobody knew anything about the roots, right? And they, everyone just was okay with that. Very country bumpkiny kind yep. of. And so I hear I, you on that. <laughs> so my mom was like, I don't know, you know, and she, totally. you know, she was just, I'm just glad that chunk of my life was over. Right. So I started digging and looking, <laughs> mm. uh, and so I found, you know, what I found. But yeah. um, so weird. Have you? So ha- what happened you, to him, though? He uh, he led a life of he had a gambling addiction, mm. which mm-hmm. I learned later that that's. They say like the the hardest one to cure right. because you've got the adrenaline junkie that in the moment thing that you know. Um, Gambling scares me so much. I'm not a gambler. I am so not myself. I love to. Kind I don't of have great watch. control as a gambler. That's what like, I, you know, I'll set a limit for myself. Like I'm just going to spend a hundred dollars or whatever, but I. I Break it in a, in a second, and yeah. so I just don't. Off to the bar. I don't. <laughs> I don't gamble. I know, I and I and I get it. You think of the the money that you work so hard for, and the people that don't have nots, and you, you. I think of all these things, but um, I'm not gonna lie. I did. I did. I waited till I was like 27 or something because of that gambling thing. You waited to. I even didn't think I attempt to gamble or to even go to Vegas. And then I was there all the time. <laughs> because, but it was the shows and the, it wasn't the gambling thing. Yeah. But when I found out that this was, you know, this affliction that my dad had, it goes along with pathological things and mm-hmm. other things too. Just, you know, a dreamer's life. Right. Um, I really took like a sympathetic... Uh, what was uh, his aspiration? What did he want to be? Well, it's funny because what what you would have thought a gambler would reach for mm-hmm. if, if they could reach rather than in their pockets, you know, yeah. if they were to reach up, where would they reach? Well, he was offered that he was offered to be a handicapper for the track so many times because he knew the horses. Mm. He knew the horses. Oh, so was it he horse racing kind of he was betting on a lot? Yes. And he, he even once won the... That's a much better place to be, being the one like doing the books. But he would, the paycheck would get in the hand. And his foot was already on the door. Yeah. It was gone, gone, gone. Mm-hmm. But he did win a pick six once single-handed. He won the entire purse at Santa Anita. It was uh, almost $300,000. Oh, my God. And then everybody wanted him. But he just was this wayward, uneducated mm. person that just, I don't know, never knew his dad. I think he really was just always looking for that brotherhood or that thing. Did you ever reconnect with him? I did, but I just, um, he was not an honest person. And, he wasn't um, an easy person to have heart. a relationship no. with. No, yeah. I could never get the truth. I could never get sometimes. the truth. Yeah. Yeah. And then you really kind of experienced what your mother must have gone through in Precisely. when they were together. Precisely. And did yeah. you say your mother Precisely. barely spoke English? She came here when she was 18. From, from Germany? So did she speak yeah. German in the house? 
Oh yeah. I do you speak German? Our, I do. What? Oh my yeah, god, that's so cool. Don't make, no don't make me don't make what me get guttural here what on a year, podcast. What year was it? Clean this. When she came. <laughs> <laughs> what year was it when she came? Let's see. I'm not sure if the was it like World War II? It was post. Okay. Um, and she was yeah, so you know, definitely a war child and there was all this. My mom too. Really? But in, in Lith- from Lithuania. But and they ended Very up in, close. they ended up in a German refugee camp and they came in, in forty eight. Um and my at that my mom was eight at that time. But Gosh. um incredible. But maybe that so that maybe it was a similar time that your mom came. Yeah, she, you know, there were all the stories of the splitting of the family to survive, and they had this and that, and then that's exactly what I mean. Yeah, my, she was living with her grandfather. My um, my grandfather, you know, was a surgeon and was employed by whatever army he could work for during World War II to get out of Lithuania, where they were targeted by the Russians to be killed, and. So eventually he ended up working for the Germans because that's who was there between him and right. trying to get to the United States. Yes. Um, but and and then then later he worked for, you know, the Americans in like in in Germany where that, like where they had taken over. I I gather. I could yeah. be wrong about that. But um but my grandmother took the her two kids and you know, went from like displaced persons camp to displaced persons camp and tried wow. to, you know, rendezvous with him wherever he was going with whatever army he was working for. Wow. And she would like go to a train station and wait there every you oh. know, day. Well, thank for, God America was able to months. accept those immigrants. That is just yeah, that time. and then out of that came NATO, which Trump is shitting on right now. But um, <laughs> you know, whatever. Shit, shitting on shit. That's not even get into that. <laughs> That's Sorry. Oh, oh, I'll go there with you. I have no problem with that. Did you have siblings? I have a sister, and uh, she. Is it a full sister? It is a full sister. The only full sister. So they lasted to have two kids. To have two children. (laughs) Older or younger? She's older. Okay. By almost three years. Okay. And then, but my father went on to have... Many, many, many others. So you have scattering children throughout. All all boys. Oh, wow. And he had one before us. He was married before my mother. Gotcha. Do you have have relationships with these half-siblings at all? No, but I I did meet them when they were very small. Okay. And he went with the mother up to Oregon, and they were up there for a long time. And And I heard they turned into hoodlums or whatever, and I don't know. (laughs) Lost contact. But they they were always in touch with my sister. Oh, okay. And she lost contact with them too somehow. Mm-hmm. So, and then supposedly we have another brother somewhere. Are you close with um, with your sister? I'm really. We're not close. No. Um, we're extremely different. I'm the artist. She's the brain. You know. Um, and she's married. Has two grown kids that are awesome. Who I adore. Mm-hmm. Niece nephew. But um, we're just. Uh, we Different never, people. we never, she's a wonderful person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I love and respect her for that. So I l- always love her from afar, but yeah. when we're together, it's, you know, her husband is just, I, 
It's a difficult situation. It's a very difficult situation. Mm-hmm. And he's a Trump supporter. Can I, oh, can I say any more? You don't have to say any more. Okay. You don't have to say any more. So I, I respect <laughs> her life and her choices yes. and what she does. But yes. we just... Sometimes it's hard sometimes to talk, find things to talk about. That I just yeah. you know came from spending some time with um, some extended family and and my immediate family as well, um, and one of the people there was a, a Trump supporter, and uh, people kind of like went out of their way to like he he doesn't engage. He knows how everyone feels. Um, he's he's not argumentative. You know he really doesn't want to get into it. Yeah. Um, I, I think I was probably the person that most tried to like push the envelope a little bit with him. Um, oh, you did while you were there a little bit, but but What'd you know, you were you just kind of like <laughs> oh, I've, I've done that with people. I get it. It's like a weird compulsion. I mean, it's just like it's unacceptable. <laughs> Exa- like, that's like, what it is. Like, you you want to find out what is it that you're going to tell me? I mean, me. I said that like, listen, I respect people that are libertarian or conservative or. You know, believe in you know uh, have have a have a religious or or moral problem with abortion or you know whatever it is. Yes. Even someone whose religion makes them somewhat uh, intolerant of gays. I mean, I don't I don't know how to relate to that, but mm. but like, yeah, that one's a little hard. That's a little I mean, harder. Maybe like, I don't like I that. But Nice to me, I guess. And this guy, this person <laughs> isn't like that at all. Like socially, he's yeah. very, you know, like very liberal socially. Or, well, I wouldn't say he's at least quiet about his feelings. I don't know what maybe maybe he does have stronger feelings. I I do have a hard time believing that he supports Trump, but that but he does. Interesting. But um, I think for him, it's about the economy, and I'm you know, and I'm like, well, you have Obama to thank for the economy, uh, you know, economy we have now. You know, he's the one that dug us out of the hole that George Bush put us Correct. in. Correct. You know, and, yep. and it's all only just been, you know, building on the success of his of his policies. And we'll see what happens with the tariffs and everything. But whatever. Mm. We, we, are, we, we, we have digressed. We from, immediately went down we that really, <laughs> How can we not? It's so in hard this, not in to. these yeah, times, so how can we not? Because I really do want to talk about your your art, which I really, uh, which I think is is so interesting. But well, but you. I do also want to get important. a. This is important. Well, this is important, but I also want to get a sense of like where you came from and your origins and what informs how you express yourself. Um, Did you go to school cool. for art? That's a funny yes and no. Um, so. I did not ever pursue art as mm-hmm. a, you know, a dream or something. I, I just always had little projects that I did. And I, I guess I had the... You were crafty. I was You're crafty. Like I guess I had the talent. Making things. Yeah. But coming from, you know, the kind of, me, you know, meager kind of... Mm-hmm. My mother was extremely moral, but after that split from dad my, yeah. me and my mother was a self supportive woman no one right. ever gave her anything single mom she, raising she, two daughters she, she made it happen she gave up her dream and she raised us and she um, made a career for herself so and what she, did you what did you do a hard working German immigrant oh, I'm sure it's like I a mean, huge work ethic this you know 
you can take the German out of the country, but <laughs> there's just that dramatic thing. So she pounded that into us. So that was kind of my course, too, in terms of, I mean, I left home really young, like super young, like younger. Like how young? Like 15. Oh, wow. You really did. Left yeah. home. Wow. Yeah. Left yeah. home. Yeah, because I was sent to go live with my dad for being a rebel, and I, I couldn't you like, handle not, not knowing him and being in this you know stepmother environment. And I just, the artist was always trying to break through. Yeah. Always, and I was not embracing it. I was not embracing it, and I would do little crafts and little things. Where did you um, go to at fifteen? <clears throat> was that L.A. or was I it? was up? I was in an area called La Crescenta. Okay, yes, I, I La, know it. La Cunada. I've done my only drag performance I've ever done was in what? La Crescenta. <laughs> Where I, on it's earth? A place called the Roar Room. What street is that on? I, and if you say Honolulu, I'm going to jump <laughs> into sailing. I don't know the streets well enough. I was drunk the whole time, pretty okay. much. So that was the only time I ever went to La Crescenta. I, but it's right on the mountain. Yeah. It's right on a On the hills. foothills. It's oh, the foothills. Oh, okay. The yeah, yeah. Okay, so by the foothill. By foothill. Yeah. I mm-hmm. dated someone who's, who grew up there. Do you know, I haven't been back since that one year of high school there. So, um, was there only a few months ago. So did you graduate but, from high school then and do that track? Yes, and... That must um, have been hard to have left home and been going to school and... It was awful. It was just... I was just this lost... How did you... Where you did know, you live? What, what, was, what drew you to La Crescenta? You must have had a so friend there. So my father day. was there. Oh, that's where he and, was. And when I was 13... And I was really acting out, and there were reasons. I won't go into what they were. No that's worries. That's a whole other... Bag of fish. Bag of fish. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's so, your call. So to smell. <laughs> and um, I just... Anyway, I was very unhappy and acting out. And then my, I think my, I'm learning recently to protect me, my mother says. Mm-hmm. She called my dad and said, you got to come get her. Mm-hmm. But I heard that. I heard her say that. And that, like, broke my heart forever. So I, he came to get me. I couldn't tell her why I was acting out. I didn't tell her until my 20s. But I went up there, and there was the evil stepmother. Yep. Who made him make a choice, and she had a daughter. It's like, my daughter or your daughter? Uh, she was one of those. And yes, I was yes. going through all these, you know, womanly changes, and I was becoming, oh, you know. That's so was, sad. I was always, like, really boy crazy. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going through all this. I couldn't talk to my mother couldn't talk to the stepmother hated me and my dad I'm not gonna talk to my dad about boys I'm like yeah you know I had like uh, teeth problem I had all these things I didn't want to share with anyone because I knew they weren't going to help me with it yeah and I just finally realized I'm not loved here I wasn't loved there I gotta go yeah and I went and lived with a friend okay and he paid my rent for a little while my dad and then I just I met a boy yeah a man a much yeah, older yeah, man, yeah. <laughs> and I moved away to the desert, and that's where I spent. And the- that was Palmdale. Palm Desert. Palm Desert. Palm Desert. Palm Desert. My sister's actually in Palmdale, which is the other high desert. Right. But I went. Right. I went east, and um, I was there for fifteen years, and I consider that my home. With the same man? No, no, no. no I, was, I don't know. I was only. I was. <laughs> was I was here from sixteen to eighteen. So that oh. got you to Palm. Desert, and then and that became and then my you home. Continued to Correct. stay there and did that. So, so what'd you do in Palm Desert when you so got there? So I fell. We're really deep diving. I, oh, like I fell into a very weird. So funny. 
Because you left like a traditional track really early. Like, so you yeah. weren't going to school anymore, I mm-hmm. imagine. Mm-hmm. No college. And college. Oh, you did go to college. Went to the College of the Desert. That's oh. where I started. Oh, awesome. But in that, in that time frame of being in La Crescenta, um, music was like a very big... As you can see, it comes out later in my art. We have mm-hmm. the, the musical you icons. You have so many musical yes. references. And my mother's family was—they were concert pianists. They were, they were, you know, conductors, composers, mm-hmm. and choirs. And I got that in my bloodline. But mm-hmm. you know, who knew? And it was always trying to emerge. So when I was in La Crescenta, the whole musical thing started coming. But I was very. Are you a singer? You know, that's really funny you say that. I'm not a singer, but I love to sing. I'm doing my first public singing Ooh, thing what kind in of, two what kind weeks of at the Broom Room. I'm going to I'm gonna sing a duet with a friend of mine who's a songwriter. You've got a very jazz lounge type voice. I imagine it could fit I like very, your voice. very well. It's, very, it's a little... It's a little husky Thank you. Well, I did voiceover it's, it's, for about eight years. You've got such a voice. Of course you have. This mic is and nothing I, to you. And you I want to go back at. to that. I want to return to that world. But You have a great voice. I had no idea you did voiceover. Thank you. Yeah, I had, I had a... I, I wanted to always do... I'm a cartoon... Like junkie, mm, but yeah. not. I'm not like not. No offense to anime or all the brilliant forms of that there are nowadays. But I'm the, like the old Mary Melodies, you know. Oh, totally. I used to like one of my. So do you do like uh, two? I had. Th- I had. I had three. Yes, I do. Oh my god! I had, do what you I had to. three Mel's that were my heroes in my life, uh-huh. and it's not Mel Gibson. Mel Blanc. Mel Blanc. I Mel Blanc Jr. and Mel Brooks. Oh, so absolutely. humor, humor, humor was always like in Mel, there. Mel hidden. Blanc is my favorite Looney Tunes. Oh, I gosh. Love. So when I was this big, you know, latchkey kid, because mm-hmm. that's what we became, because mm-hmm. it was just mom, just mom, just mom, working that, yep. working away up in Chubb for 40 years to an executive from the mailroom. What's Chubb? It's a big insurance company. It's kind of, it became, yeah. it was oh, like what Lloyd's of London used to be a big thing. It became mm-hmm. that. And now I think it's called Ace. I think they. Oh, there's so much consolidation. There's in that so much consolidation. But yeah. she was doing that, so we were at home, you know, and my sister and I, that's, you know, we'd do our chores because we, had, we had to do chores. <laughs> and then, you know, it was cartoons, cartoons. So, you know, I was always, and I wanted, we had our own characters. We had our own baby voices. We had our own language. We did all weird oh stuff. Oh, my God. And so when I came to the voiceover world, I can't even remember how I came to that, but uh, they, all they ever wanted to put me was in signature voice. So it was like the sexy, you know, sultry, whatever. Or, <laughs> yeah. or it was, you know, the encouraging mom, like, oh, Billy, you can do it, you know. <laughs> or it was that stuff. So you were so, an agent? So you I did. And then um, so when they do just, a little Looney Tunes I could do a little. For the audience, little, I would love. Little Mary Melodies. Little, who am I going to do? What would I do? Oh, do you isn't do it funny when you put on the spot? I know, I'm so sorry I'm putting you on the spot. There is no, but do you do like a specific dog? <laughs> <laughs> oh <my. laughs> See, there, oh my god. That's what he went pecker. He's I actually not Looney Tunes. Radio uh, slash podcasting is, is the perfect <laughs> venue to, to, to do that, you know? <laughs> I loved Woody Woodpecker when I was a kid. Somebody just told me I was a Woody Woodpecker meets Johnny Bravo. Ooh, what a compliment. I took it. I was like, I'll take that. Well, he's got the tuft, see? 
Yeah. Oh, uh, we're and you're Johnny Bravo. Bravo. Well, we were like totally Johnny Bravo. We were like, what cartoon characters would everybody be? And they were like, you're Woody Woodpecker meets Johnny Bravo. Because I do have that kind of annoying woodpeckery, I think, <laughs> personality. As so well. Do you? That's so maybe cute. Not, maybe not. I don't know. That's cute. I took it. Yes. That's a good combo. I don't. That's a really good combo. I don't you don't see it? That annoying. Oh well, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> lovable, the lovable woodpecker. Yeah, ah, I do like the woodpecking. <laughs> <laughs> you do. Yeah. The mischievous scamp. Uh, oh, I was waiting for someone to say it and not me. <laughs> oh, this is one of the Tamer episodes. <laughs> no, is it? <laughs> Well, with yeah, your friend Koloff, we got so into we got it. it. We got inside. <laughs> You're so lucky. He's the best. He's so amazing. Um, you know, it's funny. You can meet people every day. Everyone has a story. Everyone's interesting. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you met Koloff <laughs> and you got Koloff, that we were sitting on that patio that day. Was, yeah, it was so random. It was perfect. That's what I love about L.A. You just have, there's so you, many people that are just amazing. They're, they're just, it's endless. And it's right for like late night adventures. We, we had a recent late night adventure with, with Koloff. Oh uh, yeah, that was super fun. Where is that? Did he, ta- did he take you somewhere weird? No, his own place. Oh, his own place. Oh, that's his place. cute patio. Gorgeous outdoor patio space. Which is such a pleasure downtown, you know. It's, it's like it's unique. to have that space. It's you know. really a wonderful. He has a Christmas party every year that. And we'll have to go. That ev- you, you have to go. <laughs> We're inviting ourselves. I, I'm going to invite you. If he forgets, I'm going to invite you. It's just everyone wants that party. Yes. He invites yes, about 60, 50 to 60 mm-hmm. local friends, and it they do everything from you know a, a white elephant like, to a. I've oh, just that's a, so it's fun. just a blast. I've just found when I'm when I'm downtown and I text him, he just like appears. You know, he's just like oh, he's usually quite nearby, and it's like, oh, I'm right here. You know, he's very um, he's lovely, accessible, magical. magical, and he's very um, he's very honest. So if, mm-hmm. if it, and if he likes you and it's you, and you say him. you're right around the corner, he will engage and say, oh my god, I'm right here. Yeah, yeah, and he will. Do you want to get together? Sure. Love that about him. I know. I love that about him. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> uh, Palm Desert, to oh take it back. Oh, God. Yeah, you went to the, com- went to the college. You what went did you to- study in college? It's because it wasn't art. No. So here is the funny thing. I didn't, I didn't even get to the art studies till like 10 years ago. Oh, wow. 10, yeah, 10 years ago. So, um, I, I had been working <laughs> Before I was old enough, my very first job before I moved to, no, I was living with my father, excuse me, I was living with my father and I was trying to get out and do things and forget about all that, that I wasn't welcome there and yeah. the whole awkward mm, thing just and, to and going to three different junior highs and then having to go, you know, and just move around like that. And so I, um, I wanted to do something. So I got my very first job was at the Ice House in Pasadena. Okay, I was 15. I lied about my age. What's the Ice House? It's a comedy and magic cabaret. It's still there. They discovered our house comics were everyone from Robin Williams. Right. I was 15 standing there. Jay Leno was nobody. Um, Murray Langston, the unknown comic, with a bag over his head with the eye holes. Um, uh, um, the Smothers Brothers. They were an old. Wow! Older crew. Yes, yeah. I've been at 
thought to um, David Letterman went David there. Letterman was yeah. there. He was undiscovered. He was yeah. doing some afternoon delight special. There was maybe um, Jimmy Walker. Jimmy uh, Jimmy Walker would come. He was not like our biggest one, but Jimmy Walker. Jenny, there was a show called Make Me Laugh. And the comedians would go in the middle and try to make people laugh. All the Make Me Laugh comics went there. Denny Johnston, um, Do- Johnny Dark. Um, and I would just sit at the back. And you just happened upon this job at 15. Yeah. And they took me. Sandra Bernhardt? Sandra Bernhardt was there. Yeah. God, everybody. And, oh, she's fantastic. And I would sneak, you know, behind and I would get to know everybody. Jay would come into the kitchen, talk to me. It was like. He's the was, nicest guy, he's the isn't he? nicest guy. And back then he was kind of, he's kind of hot. Oh, I bet. He rode a motorcycle, and he would come into the kitchen with, like, his... But I was serving cocktails at, like... Because I looked really mature. Back when you weren't supposed to be. Yeah, Yeah, totally. I wasn't into my 30-year fitness. Well, you said you were quite crazy, so I'm sure you were putting yourself up, like, kind of a little bit. I had a 30-year fitness career. That's what I did for 30 years. But prior to that, I was this buxom, chubby... Fitness career, meaning you are training? I had a training business for for film and television celebrities. Yeah. You've literally done So you would go to the set and, like, work... Mostly to their home, but sometimes to the set, sometimes... So you had private clients that you kind of worked Really high profile, profile, like the highest... Celebrity and and and, and talent agency owners and all the three arts people. On the on the treadmill. Wasn't Calissa? It was more like Courtney. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Love. Oh, fantastic. But, yeah. but that came way, you know, that came later. You were still but, in Palm Desert. You wait. But before I no, went I, to Palm I just, Desert. I, I mentioned her only because, like, I hear that, like, every time that she wasn't on camera, you know, uh, on Ally McBeal, oh. she was, like, working, working out. <laughs> like, she had some, some, you know, gym equipment, like, right off camera that she would just like you know obsessively you yeah. know well, she was very yeah. thin on the show yeah. incredibly thin she didn't eat it just didn't look healthy to me at all I worked with her on the birdcage um, oh god I love that and oh. she was nowhere near that crazy at the time but she was like one of her very early jobs and I she ne- was so yeah. happy to be there she's amazing but um, I never had anyone that was that over the top of Most it. people aren't that into fitness. Most I mean, people I'm, are like, let's they trusted the me out. and I had, yeah. to, I had to like pull it out. But, but, um, well, that's cool. So you developed yeah. this like really high end yeah. business. Yeah. So I was, I got in, as soon as I left, what I was going to say is at 15 in the ice house, I lied about my age. I did cocktail waitressing from 15 to 21. So when I was finally old enough to serve beverages, <laughs> I was done. go into a bar. Yeah. I was out in Palm Desert now, like uh, serving at the beach house and serving at these places. I'm like, I hate this. And I was over it. And I'm like, I'm never going back. And I never did. I did catering stuff over the years, but that's when I went into fitness. Oh, and okay. so I went, so I, I got this job at a local... Um, preschool through high school it's called the education uh, the um, the learning tree it mm-hmm. became the education station but um of course <laughs> um, and little refill they we're not going to pause though. I was looking to get out of the um of the full time you know working serving cocktails and stuff yeah so I applied to this job at this local school as an afternoon activities coordinator and I fell in love with these kids, 
and I got the bug. So when I turned 18, I was working there, and they encouraged me to become a teacher. Mm-hmm. So I went and got my early childhood education. Oh, uh, cool. And I started teaching there, and I taught there for... Well, I did the afternoon activities and, you know, the kids, you know, spitting and kicking on the, on the uh, really hot desert turf. And then they encouraged me to teach. So I did that. And then I, did became, you teach, I um, became the lead like teacher. Like a grade school? Or? I, t- I taught pre-K and preschool. Wow. So I taught that for... You have such a sweet, so sincere personality. I can absolutely see you. Uh, that work, you work. But let me tell you. <laughs> You're like, I don't work I with brought kids out, I brought out my comedy. <laughs> Nobody did Itsy Bitsy Spider like me. <laughs> it was like, the Itsy Bitsy Spider. And she's kicking her leg up right now. Yeah. You can't. No, but they, the kids all got it. They were like, ah. Fun. I would do like Ben Midler and they, they uh, the kids, they get it. They got it from the yeah. cartoons just like we did. You know, when, when Bugs Bunny would chew on the carrot and be like, He'd make these innuendos, remember? Oh, he'd freaking he'd be like, sometimes. I've never had that. such a big carrot. Do you remember that? He would say oh, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so adult. The kids got it. I got it. Yeah. So I would bring it to them. I, I never got that. in trouble because <laughs> it was always, you know, tongue-in-cheek. But So kids that's what I did it. for six years. Then I was totally out of the... I left the cocktail thing at 21 and then was doing the thing from 18 and taught there until I was 26. And caught the fitness bug when I was 18 also. <laughs> so started teaching aerobics. Was got, this got an part, exercise got a, or No, was it was this? after that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm totally. not that old, neither. <laughs> 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 I am, but I'm not going to admit it. <laughs> I'm never going to do that marching thing like that. Yeah. <laughs> this was just a few months ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then it became the gym, fitness. I crossed over. Fitness became my love, my life. I started modeling, fitness modeling, became a model for 25 years. You are very pretty. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you. And did that and traveled around and then taught kind of here and there and then brought my teaching to the fitness world and started doing corporate, did everything. And did you, you when did you eventually move to L.A.? You were in a... I went from, I left the desert on a really bad breakup with all my stuff on the lawn <laughs> from someone who I caught cheating. Yeah. <laughs> the only person I ever caught cheating. You caught him in cheating? The well, I didn't... Ca- no, no, wait, wait, wait. your stuff on let the me, lawn? Let me rephrase. <laughs> I didn't... I caught him cheating, not in the act, but I caught him right. in a situation that right. I knew it what was it enough. was, what it was. You were and, like, what are these And once you caught him, he threw your stuff out on he the lawn? He threw my... I was wrong. He threw my stuff on, on the lawn, and I was so broken. Oh, I'm like, I'm leaving here, and I... I had an opportunity to go to Japan, and so um, I was doing a lot of swimmer. I was like, like Miss Hawaiian Tropic. I was doing all that stuff, and it was really dumb. But it was Miss Hawaiian Tropic. Yeah, it was that like a beauty pageant. Well, Hawaiian Tropic's a a suntan. Yeah, and it it became a very it became a very big beauty pageant. Yeah, and it became. It did, actually, yeah. It did, and it was, you know, I was a regional ch- mm-hmm. winner in Palm Springs. Hawaiian Tropic, my mom used that when we were growing up, the yeah, brown bottle. Yeah, I yep. know. Yes. <laughs> you were probably <laughs> bottle-fed on it. Someone really famous was also another, like... Darcy, who married Jean-Claude Van Damme, and she ended up marrying 
Ron Rice, the owner, and she also married the guy from Herbalife. Oh. She really had her digs <laughs> in. They might have been gold digs. Who knows? <laughs> well, the pattern speaks for itself. But anyway, I didn't. I got into pageantry for a minute, and I couldn't stand it. Yeah. They were trying to get me to go to Miss California, and I went to do a Mexican, because I spent a lot of time in Mexico mm-hmm. throughout my youth which and on. Which makes sense because of your eyes. Which what came out later in my life, mm-hmm. which is weird. But um, I did a Mexico-American uh, relations kind of pageant, mm-hmm. and I won, like, every category, and I was terrified of it, and the girls treated each other horribly, and I saw it, and I'm like, I don't like this, I you don't. You speak Spanish? I do. <laughs> you are Spanish. So and German? And German. Oh, my God. Naturlich and si, si, si. You know, just, uh, this is such a needless digression, but it just made me think, like, your, your little accidental... Um, excursion into the pageant world. Like I, I met this um, really fabulous woman at the Cannes Film Festival when I was there once, yeah. and she was Czechoslovakian and very beautiful. And she ended up like dating a lot of rock stars and also starting companies, and it was very brilliant. But she, like, when she was like sixteen or something like that, she went to the Miss Czechoslovakian pageant as because a friend was interested and they just sat in the front row and they they were going through. And she won. Yes. <laughs> they picked her out of the audience. They the sash and it landed. They picked her out of the audience, brought her on stage and crowned her Miss Czechoslovakia. <laughs> it's the best story ever. That's why it's good to live in a small country. Yeah. 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 And then she, you know, and, and she had been, she had lied right, to Melania. Her, she had lied to her mom about where she was and then she was like on the front page of a newspaper. Oh, that is crazy. <laughs> that was a good story. Yeah, pageantry, I do not recommend for women. I'm sorry. It It seems very artificial. It was so artificial, and every woman I met there, um, they were so kind of... You have to deal with, with men like Donald Trump. Well, he he was he was the he was the core of it back yeah, then. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know of him back then when when I was you know that age. But it was um, it was you know you had to stand a certain way, walk a certain way. You had to learn a certain thing. Mm-hmm. You had to be in full makeup when you came down to breakfast. I didn't do that. I got chewed out. I just was like, I'm just me, you know. But then when I started to learn what these girls did to each other. They would do mm. anything to win. Like before someone would be ready to go out on the walk. Oh, right. Someone would take their one of their shoes. Right. And hide it. Oh, my or God. Or they'd cut the bottom of a girl's gown. And so I it's was, like that thing in Showgirls where, like, she throws tacks down. It's not whatever. a joke. Yeah. And my fate, the only person that I adored this woman, I'll never forget her name because I thought it was so fun, Angela Feathers. <laughs> and she was this six-foot redhead. And she had... Just a very unusual frame. Mm-hmm. She was completely thin, straight, narrow, normal breasts. And then when you got to her hips, they just, she had a bone structure that just went like that. Oh, just jutted. Like, like so extreme that mm-hmm. it was. For the women, I mean, today it'd probably be really cool. Well, and right, because that's, like, that's like Kardashian. Love, she was really. so lovely. She was so kind. She was so intelligent. She was my roommate. Every one of those girls smoked. And you're not mm-hmm. supposed to smoke because you're a role model. Okay. I didn't smoke, but they did. She was smoking in the room. They were all smoking outside, but they reported her. 
because they oh. thought she was a freak and they thought she was weird and they would talk about her behind her back and they sent her home oh. for smoking when all these other girls and I said I said one thing I'm never going to be in my life is that and I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I support women of all kinds. Sure. I'm not going to be that. And I just want Miss Congeniality, and I'm going to stay by that, and I'm not going to Miss California. I, I wonder what happened to Ann. We love you, and then every time, And then every time I see Lou Parker on the news, because <laughs> Lou, Lou Parker? she's on Channel 5 News. She's beautiful. Oh, she was one of those. She, she went on to win, but she was one of my little mates. Mm. Oh, no way. Yeah. We met at a, trying to get our sponsors. I had Corona. She had, I don't know who, but. Somebody else. Yeah, but I see Lou Parker so on the funny. news and I'm like, Lou. Back in the day. Fun. That's Not it. for me, though. Not for me. But so that was on your on your road towards becoming a fitness mogul. There were so many things on the road towards. Did you have your own business then? Did I you, did. And so I it was did. it was a personal business, not How did studios. you end up with those high-end you know, like clients. That's really funny. To break it down. You're a talker. Came from the desert. You a hustler. Came over, went to Japan, modeled there, was there a year, came back, didn't like that. Came back. I'm like, am I going to teach again? Or am I going to stay in fitness and teach? Yeah, I'm going to stay in fitness. So did the corporate thing. Mm -hmm. That was big back then. then What do you mean by corporate? So corporate, they would have someone come into a big company like I would go to HealthNet. I worked for something called Office Workouts. And mm-hmm. you would go to... They'd send you on the lunch the, hour. And these people, it's like part of their wellness program. They'd come down on the lunch hour. It'd be like you going to Google and teaching and, the Google Yes, and you, and you do a workout. But it, it's just, it's impossible to get... Well, and they, they get some credit for these, that for the, on their like, yeah. insurance plans. Yeah, it's like great. That. But you yeah. have 10 different levels of people with all different lifestyles and, and sizes and, and some of them are out of shape yeah, and some are and you're trying to get to know these people on a lunch hour they have to come in change their clothes shower work out you have to get to know them and you have 50 minutes to do this so it was it was it was it's the biggest challenge of all so i i'm like if i can do this i can do anything then the private training craze hit and i was like perfect for that so when you know got Multi-certified it was like Nat- sports medicine, National Academy of Sports Medicine, ACE, AFA, that, that, that. Are Did those, those private um, kind of programs that you do? Through they're programs you have to know anatomy, biomechanics. Some of them are easier than others. Some mm-hmm. are, but NASM was the one that I really aspired to because I had I started to study sports medicine, so right. had a couple years of that under my belt and exercise phys, and I'm like, I'm not going to finish out a degree, but I want to bring this to like. Yeah, I so want to like teach people. Yeah. I don't want to just be the good-looking person in the corner because I train and I look good that they have you to look be able like. To a, give I people imp- knowledge. Impart something they'll you take. You were evangelical them. about it. I was. Yeah. Without sans the Tammy Faye lashes. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we cut to personal training came into the world and it became this huge thing. So I started my own business, mm-hmm. base fitness, balanced and safe exercise. I had that. I moved to Brentwood. Um, there's a whole other chapter. I trained OJ five days before he killed Nicole. I was on that video that they tried to bring into the court. I was the trainer on that. There's a whole oh God, other girl, thing I never, I never talk about because... Here I was getting my big break the first with my first I, celebrity. And it's the last thing you need. And he the ends first, up doing this. The first time I came to L.A. was just 
uh, for an O.J. Simpson commercial because my father chose him for the Hertz commercials in the 70s, and they were very close. When he jumped and, over that... Yeah. Luggage. Um, yeah, go, O.J., I go. I loved those commercials. Um, and my father's in the very excellent um, O.J. documentary, um, the the which won the Emmy... Uh, or no, won the Oscar for the. Best oh, you mean the show with Sterling K. Brown? No, no, no. no, no it not was that. A, it's an actual documentary. It, it was, came it out was, the same time at, as the. Yeah, it was re- ESPN's like Thirty for Thirty, and it was like. They do great documentaries. Yeah, I oh mean, this God, one I is. I have to watch that. This, it's like five parts. It's very long, but my dad's in the first two parts. Um, but uh, yeah, so like, no, no, my first time out here was like 1976, I think, and to shoot uh, commercials. Wow. What my, my dad was overseeing that, and then we came out here in like 1985 or six. I can't remember to visit OJ and. Um, and I don't have an OJ connection. We, we went out to, to dinner with OJ and, and Nicole and, and his older kids, and she announced that she was pregnant with her first child with OJ during that dinner. Nicole. Yeah. And my parents kind of, like, when that happened, you know, because we were there with Arnell and Jason, and, and my parents, like, turned to each other and thought, like, why are we here for this? Like, why is she telling... Randos. His kids in front of us. Like, we don't know them that well. was also weird. Well, I mean, so um, Jason was furious and was like 16 and uh, furious that, and so he left. He stormed out of the restaurant and like punched a dent in his father's Bentley. I don't know why we got it. Well, you mentioned OJ. So well, time. that was yes. the weird thing. So, like I said, I, I, I came to L. I came to L. A. in 1994. <laughs> yeah, that I came which back is from that. He, that's when he killed and her. That's, and they, I got into so PEI Playboy Enterprises had just started this new thing where they were going to do the first legitimate video with a woman with her clothes on or someone with their clothes on for or an fitness? athlete, which was the OJ project was called minimum maintenance for men. Oh, and wow. there so were it was three, sexy, but not, no, but no, no, not, no, it was not going to be sexy at all, but they played play by had always only done things, topless, nude, whatever. But there would right. be women teaching men fitness things. There would be women involved in the video, but it was going to be called minimum maintenance for men. And it was the instructors a, would be and, women. And it was actually the, the instructor, um, Richard Walsh was a male, Okay. but the video was designed for the men that were left out in that whole Jane Fonda aerobic sure. era. Okay. I was just trying to figure out how you fit in. So how I fit in, so I answered an ad, so here I was now, private <laughs> training. Was it? Right. I had just, in Brentwood. I had just moved to Brentwood. I lived lives. right behind Mezzaluna. Was it, uh, a, was it oh, a, I knew Ron Goldman oh, like this. That is so sad. Okay. Was it in a newspaper? It was, uh, how did I hear about it? It was and in... I, I was at that house in Rockingham. So was I. Mm-hmm. Two days before. Well, I, w- I, I was years two, before. Two days before. before. You two are like so, a strand. So I, so I saw, where did I, I can't remember where I read about Playboy Enterprises is casting their first non-whatever How video. did you hear about casting video. back then? Like, I'm interested in that. Backstage. 
Yeah. What is back? Yeah. Like backstage. Like backstage. They're, they're, backstage they're, West. They're, they're publications. Oh, so it was a magazine. Yeah, a newspaper. Uh, a newspaper. Yeah. And it okay. Was, cool. So because there was, it was there was. So it would be show up at this time. It wasn't and go to online, this place. but yes. you check the ads, and they would have like, okay, yeah. And we need a fitness person for this video. We're doing a legitimate fitness, and that's all I would do is legitimate. I was very into my fitness. Yeah. And um, certified, properly certified. And they were they were chew- <laughs> they were choosing between three. Celebrities. It was Nolan Ryan, the Joe picture, Montana, the, the and OJ. Wow. And they chose OJ because nobody could read a teleprompter like OJ. <laughs> so I go to this thing. Such a charming guy. Charm, I loved OJ. Charmed the pants off you. I mean, uh, OJ and was one of the most charismatic people I've ever met. When when we we would you know we we would go out with him in a restaurant, movie stars would come up and fawn over him. Oh. I remember like you know in the very early '80s when Mash was a smash hit, Alan Alda came over and was like just gushing and gushing over People OJ. Just, you know, he just he, he was made so them feel. Charming. Yeah, I loved him. I really. Did. I loved him too. I was very the whole thing. I even went on Geraldo. They flew me to Geraldo. Anyway, that's a whole another whole thing. <laughs> that's another whole thing. But um, anyways, so they were looking for someone to be the the like the exercise person, physiology physiologist expert in the background. So they would have other Monitoring. people exercising, but you have to monitor. You know, you have to have your this aligned. Everything has sure. to. Be. So I went out. Which and, is exactly what you want. And would there be like and on I, camera time for you to explain something? Like, I didn't think there would be, but they ended oh. up putting me in the video as well. Oh, cool. Well, because you I were was so blonde and I looked amazing. I was blonde then, but I looked so much like Nicole. It was weird. What's your natural hair color? This. So it's kind of like a but dark I, brown. But That's, it was that was but, by the way that was her natural hair color. Yes, but I was oh, was it? <laughs> yeah. But I was born with white hair, and as I got older, age sixteen, I was still blonde, and I was highlighting it highly. And then you become a slave to the bottle. And <laughs> now this is my I don't even dye these little grays. It's not even that. It, oh, you, you have beautiful hair. But I was blonde forever, and so this was part of the thing. So, when was yeah. the last and, time you were blonde? Three years ago, I stopped. Okay. I stopped. Oh, wow. I saw some blonde pictures of you on your Instagram. Yeah, they're way down there. Yeah, they're great. But I mean... I went all the way down. This is one of the reasons, so to speak. You didn't go all the way down. You're gay. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't see how blonde hair hair is. Instagram (laughs) feed is what I was meant. Oh, Rosé. You're so wonderful. We are drinking Rosé, as usual. This episode is brought to you by California Roots. Speaking of hair. California Roots. <laughs> <laughs> California Roots, Rosie. Oh, that's so Enjoy funny. it responsibly while podcasting. So I went out on this... Sponsor of the week. ...on this audition, and there were like 200 people, and they ended up choosing me. And I'll never get, forget good old Lee Goldstein, who I loved to pieces. He um, He's like, we want to put you on, on camera, too. Mm-hmm. So it ended up being... Two guys that were actors pretending to be athletes. Me and Madonna Grimes, who back in the day, she was like, that's who you went to to Gay learn girl. to learn how to dance. She was at, she's black, I'm white. Mm-hmm. Put us on opposite ends. Mm-hmm. We filmed at the Memorial Weekend right before the, the killing. Right. And, so um, clearly, like, this thing never saw I woke up day. one morning to... Oh, and I had to... Um, he would not stop hitting on me the entire 
time we filmed the entire time <laughs> invited me to Palm Springs for golf invited me you look like Nicole he was relentless when it he was relentless and when it wrapped one of the producers called me two days after and she said he wants you to come up to the house and we're going to do some outtakes of like a girl in a bikini diving into the pool and I was so like nervous like I had to do it and my gut was telling me I don't want to do it but she was like, you have to do this. And this was, and then and this the was, killing this happened. was the video that they kept trying to bring into the courtroom for the thing and to show that he, you know, he was fine physically and all these things. But they asked me to come to the house and I, they put me in a white bikini and dove into the pool and he'd be like in the foreground going, yeah, that's what it's all about. And I'd be diving in the pool and they put it on the back of the box so a few days later when this happened, mm -hmm. they tried to protect me immediately. And Lee called me and he said, we had all this stuff on the cutting room floor. I want you to take this video, this box, and we're going to try to steer you out of this because they're already trying to make it look like you look so much like Nicole. They're trying to make a story. And they really protected me. They really oh, did. Wow. They what, really did. What a crazy thing. You so didn't cool have like a, like a tabloid moment where... Nothing. Yeah, that's and really I went good. into the... I good. never talked about it. And then years later when the guys from Mezzaluna mm -hmm. that were all bartenders and the servers, rest, the when they rest. moved downtown and opened all these bars, Spring Street, Beelman's... Which is still all these places. They sold it. Now. They sold it last year to Golden Road. But here were all these. Fillmans is still there, but it's, but it's they, not. The it's same. not Acme anymore. But yeah, all those kids group. that worked with Ron at Mezzaluna, I lived behind it. That's where I would go as a single woman to have a glass of wine or a, a bite with, without feeling like I was you know, trying to pick up on somebody. But I could go there as a single woman yeah. right in front of my condo. And Ron worked there, and there was, you know, Johnny Valeni and oh, all these people. So sad. And then they all moved downtown, and they opened all these bars. And they became another level of... And then I bumped into them down there 20 years later. I'm like, what? And like, what? <laughs> it's weird. It's crazy. But, yeah, I, I stayed away from that whole thing because yeah. it, was, it was a... There were so many people involved that I knew and that had... So that then led to the high-end No, that didn't. That didn't. Just me being in Brentwood did. Okay. okay. Me being in oh, Brentwood. Just me, well, yeah. so high-end celebrity uh, yeah. training. Yes. And like got Courtney Cox and blah, blah, blah. No, so, so was it how? Oh, Courtney never, Love. Never, never trained Courtney Cox. Tra Courtney Courtney training Love. Courtney Love. Ooh. Brad. That didn't take. Brad referred me. <laughs> Brad Pitt was my best. That's what put me on the map. Oh. I, I trained him for Fight that. Club. That's what put me on the map. He's lovely. That was my God, job. He's so sexy. He's, I actually, I saw him a couple weeks ago, actually. He's the best human. He's just, he's such a lovely guy. He's the best I human. I won't say why. He seems amazing. Him, but. He was so good to everyone, and I'll never forget that. Um, I just loved him. It's, loved him, loved we've, him. we've got to talk about paper, 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 How about your oh, Is that where, oh my God. I we really oh. really, well, you, so you, you went such a fascinating life. So that's weird because I life. don't think my life's fascinating at all. <laughs> oh, and no. to dig into these layers is like weird. I'm like, I think it's fascinating really? to leave home at 16 and make your own way. I mean, look 15. at what you've done. 15. Look at what you've done with your life. Like, with uh, all on your own, you've created 
all of your own life. So then eventually... So weird. I don't see it that way, but... 10 years ago. I'm so impressed. I had no idea you, you had start all this behind you. This, this, this thing inside you. You weren't able to keep it in anymore, and you're like, I've got to express myself through art. So where did the paper uh, sculpture come from? Mexico! <laughs> you actually have that on your uh, website. That it was a, like an encounter with this Mexican artist from Mexico City. But the encounter was due to the fact that Mexico was my love. Mexico, mm. when my mother remarried at a certain age, mm-hmm. and this stepdad came into my life, I was already long out of the house. But we decided to call him dad to make him feel Excuse me, accepted, even though he didn't raise me because I was out at 15. Sure. It was like they a met nice at seven thing for when mom. I was 17. They married when I was 22. Mm-hmm. Okay. What a fine man from, you know, went to Syracuse. He was from oh. New York. Just okay. a, a super wonderful, upstanding person. Lovely, upstanding human. Yeah, fantastic. Who told great stories and he was awesome. So we called him, we decided to call him dad. And great for your mom to have. Made mom happy. Make that the, was the love of her yeah. life. Mm-hmm. He died about seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And. You know, that was the best thing that she ever happened to her. She loved him. So great, especially when you have that kind of history for her to be able to find love and be able to... I never thought my mom would find that. And Mm -hmm. she just, God, this man just meant everything to her. And he was so loyal to her. I could never say a thing. I could be like, God, she makes me so pissed. And he'd be like, don't you talk about your mother like that. So he was, you know, they had that. Yeah. Well, she deserved that, it sounds like. She really did. She really did. She had that Germanic thing that no one gave her anything. She was going to fight for it all. And then when someone did give her something, which was love, she finally took it. You know? Yeah. It took, and to have it a took reliable her a long partner, time. You know, after an unreliable partner, you know, just and someone yeah. to just share life with us. Yes. Well. And there was a guy in the middle that was, we won't talk about him. Yeah. No needs. Very bad. So you mentioned. So the him. best friends of. Does he have something to do with you meeting this artist? Uh, yes. Yes, he does. Oh, he yes. does. He does essentially <laughs> because here's what, here's what happened, and I'll make it really brief. His. One of his best friends was this man from Marina del Rey named Joe Dimitri. Mm-hmm. And in Mexico, everybody knows Dimitri. They just call him Dimitri. Mm-hmm. So he was this builder in the 70s, you know, one of the Marina men. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he went down to Mexico and found this hotel that had been closed since 1901. And you could only lease back Where then. in Mexico is this? It's called La Fonda. And it's between Ensenada and Rosarito. Oh, okay, so it's and very it's, close it's to the border. La Mission. Mm-hmm. It's on its own beach. Mm-hmm. And mm. anybody who goes to Mexico that goes to Baja knows no, La Fonda. Yeah. It's a surf beach. Mm-hmm. They have the endless, bottomless Bloody Mary brunch that's $11 10 years ago. I don't know what it is now. Right. It would go all around the room, and it was paella and clams and lobster, $11. Oh, my God. And people would drive in. It's this, this border town, then. And Joe Dimitri looked like Thurston Howell from Gilligan's Island. (laughs) (laughs) And he wore the white coat. He looked just like him, like a twin. And Mm -hmm. you'd come in and he'd say, come on in, my friend. Come in and have food. And he was down there forever. Mm. So... He was, my, the, he was a close friend of, of your my, mother, my wife, stepfather, so and yeah. they were these no, this pack of three guys that called themselves the Three Generals, mm-hmm. which is funny because none of them were ever a general, but they called <laughs> themselves Three Generals. 
and then they all had wives, and mm. so we would get invited down all the time, and, then, and that became our home away from home. Nice. Gotcha. For 15 years. Nice. We were there and every weekend. We so were, you were just a kind of, you were taking in culture, oh, Mexican culture. And I just fell in love with it. Yeah. Like, when everyone was going to Hawaii, I was going to Mexico. I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to go to islands that... Mm-hmm. Where it's all touristy, and I want to put my feet in the sand and have Your a art is taco a really with the locals. Like combination of, um, you know, Dio de, de, uh, de, 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 de los Muertos. Dio de los Muertos. I'm the only person here that doesn't speak Spanish. Um, and I am and possibly ce- celebrity at this point. celebrity iconography. Um, it it morphed into that, and it's so fun. Like your thing of. Your little paper mache sculpture of um, Carol Channing like made me laugh out loud. I love it. I it's so, so happy joyful. That you said that. It's joyful. She, it just, she was so important to me because she lived in the desert. Went yes. lived in the desert, and she still does. And she's still alive. 98. She's ninety-seven. Ninety-eight, I think. Maybe. I think so. Happy birthday, Carol. <laughs> <laughs> she's thoroughly she's modern. She's still out there, and that, uh, but that. Um, so all those worlds came together, you see? So it was yeah. my love of Mexican culture. My love of and how... And you can really see it. I mean, a lot of can it you? is very... Yes. Thank like, you so It's much incredibly for, Mexican. Thank you for recognizing it. it. I mean, you've place. never seen Lawrence Welk look more Mexican than you have <laughs> in your sculpture of him <laughs> sitting behind the piano looking like a little bit of a skeleton. It's um, great. It's like... It's, it's really great. I, it, it is almost like... It's like a, a skeletal version of... Uh, well, but it takes, well, no, it takes no. their essence well, and it's exaggerated. What is it? Here's what it is. So, yeah. so when I when I in all my years of travel throughout Mexico and so many years down at La Fonda, and then realizing how much I love Mexico, I started traveling all over Mexico. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's where I went. I was in Mexico City all the time. Mm. I was in La Paz. I was in San Felipe. I was in Cabo. I was in San Juan. I was in San Jose. I was everywhere. I just mm-hmm. want to be Mexican, Mexican. I just love the culture. Mm-hmm. So it just kept seeping in, seeping in, mm-hmm. even before I met my teacher. But what I learned everywhere I went was I would see how these children have a thing for cemeteries. And I these children were not afraid of death. Mm-hmm. And I was raised, like, I was just terrified of, you know, I'd sleep in the corner with the thing yeah, over, I, like, the I, thing's going to come Americans out. Americans have a healthy relationship with death. No. It's not, like, in that, the Mexican culture celebrates it, caricaturizes it, it. Um, cartoon, you know, makes it, makes it accessible and not scary. They do. They because yeah. they celebrate it and they honor it mm-hmm. because... Every life is important. Mm-hmm. Every life matters. Like a skeleton, you know, becomes more of a symbol. It's not a scary not thing that you have to like Correct. be like, oh no, Correct. Ah, I'm, I'm terrified of that. Correct. It's and one beautiful. of one of the things I wanted to do, it's on my bucket list or my good list or whatever you want to call it. it and having taught children, I, I want to write a children's book at some point. Mm-hmm. You should. I That's really want to. The imagery would be fantastic. I, I really want to. So I would interview these kids in all these Mexican town cities I went to about death or dead and they all had the same perception of it 
like so what joy- would they say? joyful. Well, not really. They were like, well, my. They wouldn't go. Yeah, my grandma died. You know, abuelita, she's gone. They would be like, my grandma was the best cook. Yeah. My grandma was. The, they would talk about what she was. Okay. So I was like. Ah. So it really impressed me, and I just wanted more, 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 more. Because well, I think they, they, there's this tradition of like keeping ancestors like present, you know, and like and honoring what you learn from them, and and you know, so grandparents, yes, but also ancestors who have passed. It's, um, it's yeah. remarkable how and, they digest it, and so. that really ties it in all for you. Yes, that you know, so because like you're, if you write a children's book using the imagery of the art that you're making now. Plus the early childhood teaching that you did, like that really, that is kind of full circle for you. It's full circle. So and then when I started studying with Howell. Is Howell the, the person that helped teach you the craft of the paper mache? Which come, he came from the Linares lineage. The Linares family is the most yeah. famous known. How paper, did you meet him? Paper mache. I sought him. I sought him out. I found a piece that La Lucia Sues. Do you okay. know Billy Shire? Mm, no. He's the... Ah, he's... That's another legend. Billy Shire. Billy Shire is the legend of lowbrow. And he started with... Um, check that out. He started with um, art from Mexican folk art. And La Luz de Jesus is over at the Waco Soap Plants. Been to Waco? Mm-mm. Oh. I... Yes. Okay. Yeah, I know. I know what so you that's, mean. That's a, really, what is Wacko, the Wacko soap? It's plans. a store that sells things you you can't believe. Yeah, like, just things you wouldn't find. Everything from else. your childhood to. It's in Hollywood. It's in Hollywood on the border of Los Feliz. Mm-hmm. But Billy has a I'm gallery in the back right? called La Luciosus, oh, okay. which was the start of the lowbrow movement, which Never is been. now the Shepherd Fairies. That they're not they're not lowbrow anymore. They're the Rats. biggest. You know, Liz McGrath, who's one of my best friends, my mentor. You know, all these people are my mentors that brought saw that I had started to make art mm-hmm. and um, making traditional calaveras, which are skeletons. Mm-hmm. Calaveras. Based right. on people. In Calaveras the, is ca- Calavera is a skeleton of... A person that uh, existed. Correct. That normally is someone in the community. It could be the milkman. It could be the grocer. Mm. That's usually... So I started making those. A which community. I, which I loved. A community person. Correct. And I saw this, the top of the shelf at La Luz de Jesus, Waco... I saw these mariachis that were calaveras, mm-hmm. and I was so into it. And were you making them when you started out of paper mache? Like wh- I wasn't making them then. I oh, just saw, you were just I saw this was them. The inspiration. Then. Yeah. And and I, you know, I'd been going to every art show imaginable that you know Billy sponsored or that he held, or and I had someone take the piece down. It was really expensive, and I out loud. I never talk out loud, and mm-hmm. I out loud said. God, I can't afford this. I wish I could make this. And she mm-hmm. goes, the girl that took it down goes, well, I know the man who made it, and he's a teacher, and he lives in Mexico City, and he they sponsor him, and he comes out and teaches in Pasadena, and I took his name down and go to the Folk Troop Museum. And, oh, wow, this woman and wow. I, and was she ended so up, instrumental. And she ended up dying. This woman died like a year later. Oh. I went in and asked for her, and they're like, oh, she passed away. She had a weird... Have you ever made a uh, cut of... Calaveras of her? 
Calavera? Not of her. I didn't know her well enough, but yeah. I, I would. Mm. I mean, that's a good idea. That's yeah, it is idea. a good idea. But, but I, what a catalyst she was for she your art. She was, and I, now that we're talking about it, yes. And so I took his name down, I looked for him, and sure enough, he was sponsored by the Folk Tree Museum, mm-hmm. this woman, Rocky Bear, who had the biggest collection of Mexican folk art in mm-hmm. Southern California. Mm-hmm. And wow. she made a museum gallery out of it. I went there, asked for him, and she said... What is that gallery? Well, it's closed now because she died last year. Oh. It's closed, but it was called The Folk Tree, and through The Folk Tree, I I contacted Joel Garcia. Antonio Joel Garcia Ventura, which is his real name, (laughs) and um, I took a class with him, and I made a calavera that looked like my boyfriend at the time, who was a director, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and uh, it had a cigar and a corona, and... And then I went back for a second class. I'm like, no, I want to study. I want a private. And I paid for a private lesson. And I had a dream that I made a calavera that looked like Elvis, which was weird because I was not a big Elvis fan. I was more Dean Martin. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a dream, and I told him about it. And I go, it had, you know, it had a big pompadour. And he was like, and he spoke no English. And he was like, well, that's crazy because, you know, sin pelo, they don't have hair. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, but I had this dream, so it must mean something. I never remember my dreams. Mm-hmm. I never remember mm-hmm. my dreams. Uh, but of course, you know, I mean, Elvis is so... And you had multiple uh, yes. Elvis. And so I told him, point. and he said, no, it's not traditional. You're not going to make that. And I said, watch me. And that's where the art comes in. And I made the piece, and... When he was disgruntled the whole time, and then by the time I got to the end of it, he spoke his two first English words I ever heard out of his mouth. He came over and he went, "Nice piece." Oh, oh, that's, that's amazing. amazing! And then so he, he confirmed that I was, and then he basically I kept studying with him whenever he would come every quarter. You kind of got your. Um, I I told him, you know, I just want to do rock stars now, yeah. and I said this is and then he be, and then he started saying you're you know you're the master you're the maestro of paper mache and, and you do <laughs> the hair and and then he approved and so I, I stayed I just, with it's it. like a little nuts and bolts thing because music is music is like my and, thing yeah so it was a little like melange of what he was doing he was doing more traditional calaveras Always. Which, and and you mix it in with, like, you know, pop iconography. Yes. Which, is, which he, I think is really You're like the Andy and Warhol he did, and he did some, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> but he did something called Alabrijas. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw the movie Coco last year. Mm-hmm. One yes. Of the, that was my favorite movie of the year Loved because it. It, it embodied everything that I it's have been living. very mm-hmm. your This is how I've been living. It's your My cartoon eyes. And knowing the tradition and trying Even, to break out. I actually didn't see it, but I heard a bunch of like Sun stories about it. It's so and good, they, Eric. You have to see it. They hired like artists. It's so beautiful. They made it so authentic because they they hired it was Mexican artists who Disney really. Disney has been like, doing such a good job of really getting I cultural cried in that heritage film. into yeah. their films. Yeah, so hard because it just it well, they got know, to every they know what they're doing. Poor, as, as I know, it got from, to every. Um, and I the important ask, stuff. I wanted to ask how, because I, I have never done a paper mache piece before. So yes, I, okay. I'm interested in just kind of how it works as a basic. 
Don't you have to like coat things in different what things? What kind of paper no. do you use? No, I'm going to I'm going to stop you already and say no, 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 no because this is this is it's very difficult. I've been studying recently with another master of paper mache mm. and we're we're going to do a an altar at Hollywood Forever for Prince. Oh this, my god. This day oh, we're doing amazing. This guy makes monsters for Guillermo del Toro, okay? Mm, and he's my he's my paper god and I found a way to contact him and now we're working together. Yay. So we're going to do this I altar to oh Prince. We're going to make a purple paisley park Prince Nightmare Wonder. Prince is my favorite. Okay, he's mine too. I just adopted a foster kitty. His name is Prince. Oh. Oh. Because he so much. But we're doing this thing, and even with this this man, who is, oh, God, he's this beautiful bear. You guys would love him. Sounds amazing. He's gorgeous, and it. he's you so must. talented. You're coming to it. <laughs> but we, 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 we try to exchange a, we have an exchange about what our art is. And uh-huh. here he is making, like, Guillermo del Toro monsters. He's making Pennywise, and he's making, and they're, like, seven feet tall. And here I am doing my little so we're combining the two, and we talk about how paper mache is so unrealized and underestimated mm-hmm. because we were taught it in school. So our first memories, like they say, everything you ever needed to know, you learned in kindergarten. Uh-huh. And if you've never read that book, you should read that book. That's mm-hmm. the best book ever mm-hmm. because it's true. And you have these impressions. And yeah, we used to wrap paper mache around a balloon and pop it. No. So this is a more sophisticated form because the Linares family, that's all they did forever. Right. And they still do. And they're the masters. So I just took what I was taught from Howell, who worked for that family for 40 years. Mm -hmm. He taught me their process. And then when I realized one day someone walked in with a piece that was so cool and it was falling apart. And they were speaking in Spanish and he brought it in and... I saw them both like going, oh my God, oh my God. And I looked and I'm like, what? What's wrong? And he goes, look. And so I looked and he goes, insectos. Oh my God. Insectos. And I was like, oh my God. So. What, there's bugs inside of it? So bugs can get into paper mache. And what eat, do they like about it? They eat it like like a like wood. Yeah, because it's a form of wood. It's formerly it's wood. Paper. It's paper. Yes. It's got paste, which transforms to like a hardish. So the insects get in and they eat the piece, and the piece was disintegrating. Oh. So my teacher was going like this because for him to rebuild it, that's such a would fragile cost thousands type of, of dollars, art. and they only wanted to pay you know fifteen dollars to get oh, in. Yeah. So he's telling me. So I learned right then and there. So I started working my own way, mm-hmm. and I. I created my own twist on the paper mache. So I started to make it solid. So my pieces are solid, packed. They're like this. You can knock on them. How do you make the paper solid? I wrap and pack layer after layer. Yeah, after it is layer layers. after yeah. layer after layer. And Until it becomes this solid. Solid thing. So they appear wood carved. So that's my own yes. way of doing oh, it. Yeah. And yeah. then I did the Rockstar Calaveras because mm-hmm. that's how my music line from my family comes through and my music trivia or whatever Mm -hmm. that I always like to do it comes out that way and you know my Bowies and my Princes and the things you know my my Freddie Mercury the ones that I love to my core that's what I'm making now what do you think the lifespan on one of your pieces is I think mine will last they will stand the test of time (laughs) so before I paint them Uh I literally take them by the legs 
and I pound them against the wall. And if the head flies off, they're not ready. Oh my God! That they I, are not ready. I, no, I assumed they were way more fragile. But than she, no, but she no. Makes them you can really are solid. Like you can wood. throw that David Bowie at the Wendell. I don't know if you've seen it that mm-hmm. I just delivered there. Uh-huh. And it sounds like you know they won't break. Insectos mm-hmm. are not going to infest you. Insectos eggs. will not infect mine. No, there's no way in. And I freeze my flower. For days before I get into it, is so flour a part die. of the paste? Love it. Yeah, it's a it's a paste made out of flour and water, and people. And where are you getting this paper? Is it just? I it, use recycled paper bags. Lovely. Oh my god, that's so. So it costs beautiful. me nothing. It's all labor. And it costs me no, I recycle everything. And you're improving the environment. Yes. So where do you sell these pieces? I know you had a thing in Palm Springs recently, so like occasionally, so, do you have a gallery? Does someone represent you? Is I don't have website? a gallery. I have someone that represents me from time to time. I res- represent me most of the time. Well, you have, I bet you're your your own best representative. I, I can tell that. I try. I'm I'm to a point now where I I need to find another channel to. I just want to do the art. I don't want to do any of the money. I don't want to do any of the pitches. But I've done that. That's a great place to be because yeah. I'm a promoter. Yeah. I promote other people, you need but I can't promote that myself. That because well, God knows, like doing this podcast. Oh, this is oh. going to really launch it onto the. This is just going to create like a <laughs> massive demand. And Hi. what do your pieces go for? Like, um, uh, well, well, no, I've seen the prices there. I haven't seen well, the so it depends. Just for our audience, if an it audience depends on the in scale them. and the amount of hours I mean, it seems to that be I put in between. They started fifteen hundred and six thousand. Correct. They started twelve fifty. Yeah. And then that's usually a one and a half foot scale. And I've added, I've started working in larger scale. Mm-hmm. Next year, my plan is to do full full scale. And you're working and with someone who works regularly in large scale. With I, this guy that you're he works on oversized scale, so yeah. we're trying to we're trying to get meet it in the <laughs> to meet in the middle where we can moderate each mm-hmm. other. But it's interesting how you've like really made your technique your your own. You're doing your own thing. Uh, no, I, I, I really like it, and Thank you. and your website Thank you so specifically mentions like the hours that go into to making you know the art, which. Which I think, you know, artists, when they're trying to value their art, they're mm-hmm. like, well, you know, this took me like X amount of hours and my time has value and I'm putting this value on it and this is what it costs, you know, and that's, I think, yes. a smart way it's to do it. Valid. it. Yes. It's and a smart way the, to do it. We have talked to other artists about, about how they value their art and... Well, there are a lot of, there are a lot of factors nowadays and and one is that the art community especially downtown LA it's very tight we've got some OGs that have been there forever that welcome us and that you know we're all kind of we all support one another and yet sometimes people lowball yeah of their, their own selves just mm-hmm. to survive you know the solid piece and then we all try to price at market rate to be fair mm-hmm. and we always give friends and family rates, you know, mm-hmm. way below, sure. because we want our friends to. We want. To I have ult- these pieces. I yeah. ultimately want my work to go to like when Chris Koloff bought those two pieces exactly, of mine. Exactly, those two. He wanted them so much, and that it was I've, worth it because I, it was. I had them in other galleries for marked up, but I was like, 
I saw that he wanted them. And I'm like, I want these pieces to go to the home where they belong. You want those pieces to live like, with love. What do you want to do? I let him make payments. Oh. Little payments. Yeah. And he did them regularly. And he was so diligent about it because he was so in love that with the pieces. That porn mogul couldn't that pay por- in full. No, he, wasn't a por- <laughs> he wasn't a porn mogul back then. Back then we were just a bunch of <laughs> hangarounders at I'm, bars. I'm drinking our faces off back then but you know it that means everything to me I made a piece for a man who is on Instagram that came to me his entire family worked for Disney mm-hmm. he told me a story about his grandmother who worked for Disney she had an accident and first of all back in that day women they were kind of poo-pooed mm. and whatever so this woman had this position on a major talent, right? She injured her hand. She was so injured. She had to learn how to create her art with her other hand. Oh my God. And she did it. And Disney didn't think she could do it. And they thought because she was female and all these other things that it was, she was just a throwaway. Mm -hmm. So she went to work for Hanna-Barbera and she did really, really well. But everyone else in the lineage, with the exception of this, this guy Nathan on Instagram they all went to work for Disney and his he wanted to make a Disney piece for his sister's birthday and he wrote me this story and I read it wrote him this DM and I was like oh my god this story is amazing I would love to make the piece what can you afford he goes I can't afford anything so for $200 because of the story Mm-hmm. And his sister worked for Disney and made... So I did a Day of the Dead. It's called Partners. It's the piece in Main Street where you see Disney looking out and he's pointing his fingers and yeah. he's holding Mickey's hand mm-hmm. and it's a bronze. Mm-hmm. It's a really famous bronze. I can't remember the sculptor's name offhand, but it's yes, a famous bronze. Yes, so I've he wanted me mm-hmm. to make that in a Day of the Dead version. And it was probably one of the greatest things I ever did. And I made it really Lovely. small scale. So for me, that was super challenge. Yeah, because mm-hmm. larger is easier, yeah. but small scale, yeah. and it's on it's on the Instagram page, and it was partners in Day of the Dead style. Don't and get any ideas, listeners. You're not going to get <laughs> a Desi Grisham for two hundred dollars. That's not happening. It's not. Happening. <laughs> but you know what he gave me when he picked it up? <laughs> what? what? He came all the way out, picked it up. And I mounted it on one of those really cool pieces of like old bark, you know, oh, so it had like yeah. a total Disney mm-hmm. log ride style. Oh, you know? nice. yeah. And I handed it to him and he goes, I have something for you. When you mount, do you put like the screw in it? What do you do? They're mounted through the feet. It's mm-hmm. my own special, my teacher, Secret my teacher little. taught me it and I twisted that too, but they're straight up. And they're so not, they they're not going anywhere. Yeah. yeah. But then you don't see any. Anyway, that they're it just looks like it's just floating yeah, there, sitting yeah. there. Which nice. is thank God he taught me that. But anyway, so what did you do? So he said, Come out, come out to my car. And I said, Okay. So I came out to the car. And he said, I just he, he could tell from my whatever my posts are, my musical range is very vast. It goes mm-hmm. all over the board. And yeah. somehow he picked up on something about motorhead, right? Hmm. And Lemmy had just died. Um, okay? And mm-hmm. Lemmy is like... Yeah. I am 
I'm, I can't even make the Lenny piece yet because I don't feel worthy. I got to mm. make it. It's got to be spectacular. So he said, he opened this little pouch and he goes, I was at Lemmy's last concert oh. before he died. It was two days before he died. Oh my God. You know, he just died. Mm-hmm. Two days before he died, I was at the concert and I was in like the third row and he took his pick and he flipped it and I caught it. Oh. And he goes, and here. Put this in your next. Oh, my God. And I've got it zipped up in this magical pouch that I bought at the Pueblo. Oh, nice. And it's sitting there for when I make my Lemmy piece. And Mm. it's signed on the back, Lemmy. And it was his last, his last pick. That was so his the, last the show. The guy got it so signed. So Nathan, he flicked it and then he no, it was it was already it. signed. Oh, yeah, of he course, had of course, he signed. Or it was, it's actually etched. No, that makes sense. It's actually etched. He uses it's etched. He used picks that yes. had a signature. Correct, and there that was etched. So he flicked it. Nathan caught it. Love it. And he gave it to me. Love it. And so that was like giving back. He's saying, like, you gave me something. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you and something. And inspires a piece for you. That's so really great. So that, that pick will be in that piece. Could be a series, too. But I mean, that's how the world works, I yeah. believe. We bring energy to things just like Dia de los Muertos. Energy doesn't die. It carries on. Mm-hmm. And we shouldn't bury memories. We should honor them, respect them, and celebrate them. Absolutely. So, Desi Grisham, you are one of, <laughs> like like my favorite person I've met recently. Like what? I I no honestly like this experience has been a true pleasure for me. It really, really has. I don't even know what to say right now. No, you just like you're really like I, I all I all I knew about you is I looked at your website. I was like, she makes some cool paper mache things, <laughs> and I looked at I lo- I did a deep dive into your Instagram. And I was like, she's a very pretty pretty blonde woman, you know. But it doesn't do selfies. Yeah, but, but occasionally has a picture of herself and her and her pets and things. But uh, that's what keeps it human. Yeah, exactly. I have to let them know I'm not a robot. But just this <laughs> encounter with you in person has been a true pleasure. I, I really right. think you're a beautiful, beautiful person. Thank you so much. I, I agree. I didn't know what we could dig out here. When I met and this you is not I, just California Roots Rosé talking. When I met you and I saw, the, <laughs> I saw the work, I was I was so interested in the work and I thought, wow, she would be so fun to talk to about this stuff. I had literally zero idea Your about life is all of the other interesting things. I never even knew experiences well. with OJ. Whatever, God, that is but, great. You know, but but thank you so much for coming yes, on. Our thank you. you guys. This is joy. officially the longest podcast we've ever done. But <laughs> and yesterday <laughs> we recorded our last <laughs> and it was podcast. fun, fun, fun. Carried away. Well, with, honestly, with and we, we're and we're wine tasting. We were wine tasting. <laughs> we were but wine I, tasting. I, we, it was necessary talk. We had to get through all of that. I, well, no, your life is really fascinating. Gosh, I you know I don't see it that way, and I haven't talked about this stuff or dug this out. You know, I just mm-hmm. bury it and I move on. Right. I move on and move on. So I don't think any well, of it's like have, one doesn't have the opportunity usually to like talk all you know all about one's life you know like At, we, we, we're Stephen not, Hawking we're not it's so funny usually when we're, we're like where do you come from it's like oh I come from wherever and then it's like okay what are you doing really? yeah. <laughs> okay what's next let's not let a lull happen but like, um, your life is fascinating and so I really I just 
I genuinely have enjoyed um, meeting you. It was so fun. Fantastic. Um, So, so had I been on camera, this wouldn't have happened. (laughs) I get like, no, I get this. I get this weird. Like, I would have could have never been an actor. I refuse to get this weird. Like, yeah, I can't. I can't like talk and be on camera and go like, I will. I'd be like, oh. I'm a lentor. Yeah, I mean, well, uh, and you should be. Nathan oh. has very much put the camera on me, but and as he should be. He's, he's kind of gorgeous. Photogenic. Oh, thank you. Appreciate. He's, he's kind of he's kind of Woody Woodpecker he's meets photo Johnny Bravo. <laughs> he's a little like this. He, he should be photographed. <laughs> so if people want to find um, Desi, Instagram is the best way. Yes. Body by Des. It's B O D Y B Y D E S. Correct. There's and no Z in Des. And don't forget that anyone who's listening to this had to click through somewhere, and that somewhere has links to it her. It does have the links, but just to reiterate. Why not? More, more, more. Hollywoodbones.com. How do you like it? How do you like it? More, <laughs> more, more. Now we're getting the, How do you the like full... It? How do you like it? <laughs> this is all... Oh, versatility. Of the boys. <laughs> it's definitely the California route. Um, thank you so much for being on our <laughs> thank podcast. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for listening, yes, listeners, thank you, listeners. Whether you're in Jakarta or Cleveland or, or wherever you might be. Germany. <laughs> Madachin. Bar Madachin. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.